Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hello and welcome back to the Female Health Podcast with me, Mary Jo McGuire. Again, I just want to say a huge thank you to all the lovely feedback I've received on the last few episodes. I'm so grateful for them and I'm probably going to say this on every episode, but I really, really am so appreciative of everyone who's taken the time to listen to podcasts and send me a message sharing your stories and follow the podcast so for today's episode again i have such another lovely lady on it is lisa luby who is a who was an accountant turned pt and now a yin yoga lover so lisa and i we had just such a lovely chat and you just can't help but get her positive vibes um, coming through on this episode and um, she's such a lovely positive happy person and you can really get that uh, through this episode and I just loved every minute of her, her chat but we chat loads in this about um, body acceptance and body positivity uh, social media triggers um, embracing every aspect of yourself and your own body and uh, we chat about boobs and her turn into motherhood now and just so many she's so much words of wisdom and I just again I can't say how much I can't say enough how much I enjoy this episode she also kindly um invited me to join her yin yoga class um at the weekend which I did and can say for sure that it was hugely enjoyable um, it was such a nice experience something completely different to what I would usually do in terms of yoga and my exercise exercise routine uh, and I can see now why she is such an advocate for yin yoga so definitely check her out on Instagram Elisa loves yoga she um, is again is such a massive love for yin and as I said as I now can see why and um, it was just hugely beneficial actually really hard and um, the poses were difficult I need to move my body a lot more and um, from what I can gather from from after doing it but again it's definitely something I want to keep trying and uh, doing in the future but um you will again she'll chat more about yin yoga and what it is about in this episode so I really hope you enjoy this episode again I'm going to say um thank you for all you listen and if you would take the time to share it and just leave me a message or review I'd appreciate that so so much so happy listening take care Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Female Health Podcast. I have another lovely guest today and I'm so excited to introduce her. So I have a lovely Elisa Luby, who is a yin yoga teacher, uh, who's now living in the lovely Gidor in Donegal. <laughs> I, um, I'm so excited to have her on. She has had a really interesting journey and um, has made some really 
interesting shifts and transitions in her life. So she has worked in the corporate world, uh, similar enough to myself at some point, and has then made some changes into the uh, PT world. Uh, she traveled to Australia and now she is transitioning into motherhood. So she has a really interesting story to tell from her emotional um, processes through that and all the changes she's made to her mindset and I just think she is going to have lots of uh, really interesting input to give us and advice and I'm excited for her to tell her story and for you to listen to it. So Elisa over to you if you want to just introduce yourself and tell people a bit more about uh, what you do and who you are. <laughs> okay um, thank you for that <laughs> A lovely intro. So my name is Elisa. So some of you may know me um, on Instagram as Elisa Loves Yoga. Um, so I started in corporate, um, God, feels like donkeys years ago because I'm 35 next month. <laughs> I'm no. getting on. <laughs> um, but I worked in corporate for eight years. Um, first in um, Marks and Spencer's head office, actually. Oh. Um, so I was with them for five years up in their head office um, and then I moved into a pharmaceutical company um, and everything was going great and I'd started doing my accountancy exams and um, more so because I felt um, probably the society like you know that's just the path you take you know you either go work in a bank you work in finance you become an accountant you do this you do that you know um, so I went and studied and it was horrible and I had to drag myself through every single exam. You know, I got there in the end, but um, I enjoyed the work. I love being around people. So I enjoyed the office environment of chatting to people and stuff. Um, but there was just always something within me that just never felt like I belonged. Um, I always felt like I always kind of felt within myself I wasn't doing a good job. And I don't think it's that I didn't have the ability. I think it's just that I didn't really connect with it. Um, I didn't um, feel like I was giving my best to that work. Um, and I would struggle a lot with numbers and stuff. You know, you know, I'd be asking my friends and work to help me out with things. Like it, it didn't come naturally to me. And I kind of forced myself into that industry because I thought, you know, that's the path. And it's just the easiest path to take. So during that time, I started um, with a, a fitness community called Tone It Up. So that's when my Instagram started back in 2014. So I was doing my workouts at home. It was really great at the time. You know, it really began to change my mindset and I felt a lot better in myself. But then I did become obsessed. <laughs> so I'd be getting up like I'd, I used to work like, um, seven to all hours um, depend, you know around especially accountancy around month end and stuff you could be there till till eight nine and then bring your laptop home and work more um, so I'd be getting up at like half four in the morning to do a workout um, in the dark and then <laughs> um, I'd go to work and then I'd come home and do my second workout um, and it just it at the time it was brilliant because I was in a routine and I'm a Capricorn I love I, I really I'm I really do well with routines that's why at the moment not being in a routine uh, is tough yeah. but um yeah I went down a tough path then with that 
um I just became you know too obsessed with my exercise but anyway just putting that part of it aside um I started to do yoga with Adrian so you know the way she has her January challenges and I started I did a little bit of that um in late 2014 but I did a 2015 January challenge and I started to really fall in love with yoga um through her teaching so I would have classed her as my first ever you know real yoga teacher because she's just so it's just so easy like it's not anything crazy it's just breath movement you know be with yourself so I started with that and then I decided look I'm not happy in my job and my friend lives in Australia and she was like why don't you come over you know and see how you go and I was really enjoying the PT stuff or sorry the fitness stuff and I was thinking to myself, you know, I'd really love to to do this as a job. Like, I really want to help people. Because even in work, people didn't understand why I exercised so much or why I ate so healthy. They thought I was all crazy. And part of me was going down a crazy road at one point. But I remember my first day in that new job. Well, not my first day, but first couple of months. And someone turned around to me and said, are you pregnant? Some yeah, some guy in the job turned around to me and goes, "Are you pregnant?" Because I just I don't know what I had, and I think that kind of was like, um, "No, I'm not." <laughs> um, so I think that might have sent just in the background in my subconscious sent me on a little spiral of mm-hmm. right. I obviously need to you know, um, kick it up a notch. Um, like I was doing three spin classes a week, oh my including God. my workouts twice a day, yoga. Um, I remember having a breakdown how one Sunday I had to do my meal prep, but I had to get my Sunday run day in. I had to go get my run in. And I remember being down at Dolly Mount Beach and ringing my mom in the car park, having a panic attack because I was like, if I do this run, then like I don't have time to come home and prep my veg and cook it all. And and she was like, I'll cut it up for you. It's okay. Take a breath. You know, I was getting into that crazy mindset that I had to get everything done. Yeah. but uh yeah so I was uh, but aside from going down that spiral um I really wanted to help people understand that although I was getting a bit too far into it you know it does have its benefits um so I moved to Australia I left the job moved to Australia for a year I did my personal training course in Australia and with the Australian Institute of Fitness and I became a group trainer over there so I was working with groups. I wasn't working one-on-one with people and I absolutely adored it. We were outdoors, we were running, we were exercising. There was no focus on weight loss or anything like that. It was just meet up, have fun and you're done for the day, like kind of thing. <clears throat> so that was all brilliant. But me personally, I still missed the mental health aspect of it. I had started doing like meditation with um, with Headspace while I was in Australia and stuff like that. And I just felt like I wanted to go down that path. So when I came home from Australia, I went straight into my 200-hour teacher training um, with Yoga Hub. And that was life-changing. That really, you know... Now, at that time, I was still very much focused on fitness and strength and the yoga teacher. Like, I remember when they were like, what do you want to get out of this by the end of it? And it wasn't like enlightenment it was like I want to be able to do a chaturanga you know really well you know I want to be able to support myself and you know be one of those strong strength focused yogis yeah um which is really beneficial too but um 
so and then I went straight into teaching from there so I got a job with Yoga Hub the following um so I did my teacher training and then that was December 2017 and then the early 2018 I started teaching with Yoga Hub and I've been teaching with them ever since um but my transition in the yoga world went from strength focused and then the, the following year I did my yin yoga teacher training the first module and then that just changed everything yeah. <laughs> and I started to get really more focused on the energetics of the body which when I did my teacher training I couldn't understand for the life of me like I was like what are you talking about like there's an energy system in our spine like our spine is our spine and our muscles are our muscles like I don't know what you're talking about like I couldn't grasp it uh, the chakras or anything like that but traditional Chinese medicine is what really hooked me in and the whole western medicine or eastern like the Chinese medicine compared to the western medicine um, and then from there with the all the in yoga training and then I went on a silent meditation retreat last year in Boston and so that was like a week of pure silence wow. um yeah a week of pure silence we would like sit have six sittings a day um you couldn't make eye contact with anyone you couldn't even make eye contact with the person in your bedroom like so you were sharing a room and we would do walking meditations it was gorgeous though because it was snowed in we were snowed in there was like a blizzard um but that was a fantastic week it really was and then um so yeah my my I've gone from like being extreme into my fitness to having to force myself to do a pregnancy workout now (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) but that's kind of it yeah so that's kind of my my little story from from the corporate world into the yoga world it's a real transition and like just knowing like how your life is quietened down as well and it's so much more peaceful I'd imagine like up now and yeah it's about the change from like in a busy busy stressful job that you didn't like to that now where you can just get on a mat if you feel like it and do your yoga and teach the path you want to and um, you know that you're helping people that really want to you know make better choices for themselves and that so well that's it I think it's really important for people even though you're excited about the job you're doing and you're excited about helping people you have to help yourself first and what happened to me was you know I went from working in the corporate world like all hours being stressed out trying to exercise on the side trying to eat healthy trying to get sleep and then I went into the yoga world and I did the exact same thing to myself. <laughs> yeah. I overworked. I was teaching 21 classes a week, um, you know, all over Dublin. Like I was going yeah. from place to place. I exhausted myself. Um, and it just came to a point where, you know, all the yin yoga, all the meditation, all the, the, the growing awareness within myself made me realize that I don't want to be in this rat race. Yeah in the yoga world it's not what I came in here to do this for like and um, and it's a hard transition because moving to Donegal and becoming so quiet and being quite isolated COVID aside um, not working as much is a hard transition because society tells you you have to have your nine to five and bring in the big money and how are you going to afford this whereas I'm just like 
I don't want to, I want to be able to knit if I want to knit. I want to be able to read a book and then teach a class and help people. But I also want to help myself because, you know, I love where that. are we if we, if we aren't, or what are we if we aren't, you know, helping ourselves first? So, but it's hard. It's very hard. It's really hard because as you say, <laughs> society does tell you, you know, you need to be productive all the time. And, you know, there's, I think from the minute you're born, you have these expectations to like get the mm. job, the nine to five, you know, get married, have kids, get mm. the house and do it all like that and yeah. in order. And, you know, then if you don't do that, you feel like you're not conforming and that you're different, but like mm -hmm. we're not all made to be Exactly. But I think social media is oh, yeah. one of the biggest problems though yeah. because you're you're looking on social media you're seeing people in your field doing this courses here throwing this out here doing that here and you know and you're kind of sitting at home going yeah I'm gonna knit today <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. and I think like I delete Instagram quite often now um even if it's just for most of the day yeah. And then I might just go on and scroll, like have it on my phone for an hour to talk to people because I have lots of people that I love chatting to on it. Yeah. And then I delete it again because I don't, I don't actually interact with a lot of profiles anymore because yeah. it just makes me feel bad about myself and I don't want that. <laughs> it can be like, you have to be really conscious of what you're, you're obviously what you're eating, drinking, but also like what yeah. you're consuming in your mind and in social media is yeah. a factor in that so yeah I think it's a really positive thing to do is to delete it every now and then just do it yeah. you know because I find if you're fi feeling overwhelmed it's when you're like on social media too much you're consuming yeah information because our brains aren't meant for that amount of information and it's just oh yeah and you're just exhausted yeah and I understand people will say you know that's it you're looking in the mirror that's a reflection of yourself they're triggering you and it's like well if they're triggering me I'll just not interact with it <laughs> you know so yeah yeah exactly so watch one of the biggest tips is watch what triggers you and why it triggers you and um and then you know observe that and and look into that within yourself a bit more and then just 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 understand what to do to to help yourself step away from that trigger and so you don't spiral into destruction yeah that's really helpful <laughs> really like identifying the trigger and then stepping yeah. away from it yeah yeah or yeah. it's funny that yoga teachers are my trigger and when you're joking <laughs> Well, I think I think it's usually within your own field or within your own interest totally. is the trigger. Yeah, you, you know, feel like so. you're. It's it's that <laughs> imposter syndrome too and comparison. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, just to touch on as well, like so obviously when you were work um training to be a PT and then working as PT, uh, you went through your own kind of body image issues too didn't you and mm. like, you know i've seen that just from your instagram that changes that you've made from both a physical sense but also in yeah. your mental approach as well like what do you want like how did that occur and like what, what was going on for you then um i think because i joined the online community tone it up at the start um and they're fantastic but i think maybe I, I just wasn't mature enough in my mind to understand that I had a choice and I didn't have to do everything, you know, you know, they'd send out a schedule of workouts. You don't have to do them all, you know, um, and all this kind of stuff. But I, I lost so much weight. I got down to, um, God, like I remember one day celebrating fitting into a size six and thinking I was the bee's knees, you know, um, oh my God, this is great. 
and um I stressed my body out so much so when I was a kid like I've always I've always been a quite stressful child and I've um always had body image issues I remember once when I was a kid um you know I could have I just didn't understand my body I didn't understand my bits I didn't understand anything and I remember thinking that the mirrors in my house were um you know they changed them to make me think I was a girl but I was actually a boy because I didn't understand like I'll say I didn't understand my vagina I didn't understand what it was supposed to look like I'd never seen one um like I honestly thought that I had an opera like this is what's going on in my mind as a child I like I had an operation and they tried to change me and like obviously you know that's all great and stuff but as a kid I had this body image issue growing up um and that, you know, as you grow into a teenager and I'd red hair and, you know, freckles, pale skin and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, is its own thing. Um, as you're when you're a child um, with people saying stuff and all that jazz. But um, yeah, so that all that all happens. And when I lost a lot of weight, I, I actually triggered psoriasis back in my body. So I had psoriasis when I was a kid. Now, when I was a teenager, I had psoriasis when I was about 19. And I remember like going out on the town, but I'd have to wear like three quarter length trousers and three quarter length tops because it was all over my arms and legs and couldn't, I didn't understand that stress was the cause of it. Yeah. So like the doctors just gave me all this like tar that I had to rub onto my body and I was standing in the bedroom crying, like covered in tar. Like (laughs) it was horrible. But I went on a holiday then and, and the sun cleared it up. Um, so that was fine. But that the weight loss, um, you know, when I got into fitness and stuff, I got my weight got so low that, um, yeah, it triggered psoriasis. Now, during that time, I was on the pill. I was on the pill from when I was like 16 to uh, I was on it about 11, 12 years. So. I would have never seen an impact of my menstrual cycle yeah, I know. because of that stress, mm-hmm. do you know, that kind of way. So during that time it was all skin and it was coming out on my skin and stuff. Um, and it took a long time to just accept. And I think it was the yoga and, and it's, it's only in the past couple of years mm-hmm. that I've really accepted that, you know, my body's beautiful, no matter what it looks like, no matter what color skin I have, no matter freckles the color of my hair you know I haven't had my hair dyed all year it's a completely different color on top but yeah so I've had all the body image issues and it just yeah. takes a lot of um and it's hard to to teach yourself this I think it's important to find people and communities to surround yourself with yeah. so I did a lot of work with like Jenny Keane who's a great you know um um teacher she's a yoga teacher and women's health and then I did a lot of work with Kitty Maguire as well this year with the menstrual cycle and stuff so yeah I think that's a lesson to go to surround yourself with not even say like-minded people but supportive people who are going to Mm. not as much mentor you but just kind of guide you maybe and it's nice to be around people you you can't do it all on your own I suppose and yeah but it's really hard because one thing I was just thinking there it's because 
a lot of the fitness community is online yeah. and they're focused on body image a lot of the time. It, well, it depends on the fitness community and depends on who you surround yourself with online. Because like my fr- friends in real life aren't body conscious type of people, no. you know. So my friends in real life aren't, it's, I think it's the online community sometimes that we get ourselves sucked into Absolutely. can be the can be the problem or the feed that we're we're constantly looking at or you know um there's one girl on instagram i can't remember her name i think she's australian or something celeste something or other and she always puts up these pictures of her comparing herself to the models and they're always really funny comparisons like she's trying to do the same pose as them but she has like a normal you know like female but you know like the difference and yeah (laughs) I love those kind of things where you're like yes you own your 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 snuggly bits (laughs) yeah I do like I said this before I do think there is more of a um like the anti-diet culture is coming in and which is I love to see that and like it's something like I I'm not a promoter of diets at all. Like as a nutritionist, it's not my way of working with clients at all. And it's good to see that that is kind of becoming more uh, common and like body positivity and just embracing, you know, your body for the way it is and being happy to use it for what it can do for you. You know, there's so much it can serve you for. And yeah, so it's good to see that, but you do maybe have to search those people on Instagram if you are on it to follow those types of people. And if you are following the likes of, you know, these fad diets and diet things and you know you need to look a certain way and like fit into this model this size in six weeks or something you know delete that stuff because that is so bad for your your mental health and you think you need to be this way when you actually don't (laughs) again coming back to what's triggering and but to see some people won't even realize it's a trigger because they're so lost within it I know and you just it's hard because they'll just have to find their way out of it sometimes you know through their own path normalized as well it's very like so we Mm. think it's you know this is the way it's supposed to be you know so especially yeah the the magazines and all this like and everyone's you know it's always looking the same yeah you know there's no there's no no difference out there but uh and like yeah. books there about the pill and you know I don't want to always be talking about this because it'd be like every episode <laughs> like, I talk about the pill but it's not even about the pill but it's, it's a huge I know yeah, yeah your menstrual like, cycle's a huge thing so. oh it's massive like I just I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with it to be honest like again like yeah to like know about all of their hormones and like you know I was just talking to a client she's one of my youngest clients and like she's around 22 and you know, she's obviously like working with me. I'm educating her on like the hormones. And she's like, why didn't we know this in school? Like you should go into our school and teach this. Like I was like, yeah, I might do that. (laughs) But um, the point was like with you and like, obviously there was 11, 12 years that you were on the pill. So you didn't really get to know the flows of the cycle. And, you know, how was that for you when you did come off it? And then did you start to like get in touch with your hormones and like to know, no (laughs) so my so I went on it when I was about 16 and my mom brought me you know because their generation aren't educated either you know they don't understand it you know and it's a real taboo and you don't even talk about it like to even my I have a joke with my mom because to even say the word vagina around her is hilarious like she goes don't be saying that word around her I know yeah (laughs) So I was like, that's a scientific name for that body part. It's like me saying hand or face or, you know, but um, 
yeah so when I was 16 I was put on I was put on it just for bad cramps yeah but it, it like looking back on the time it would it would make sense like that you know um stress and um everything that you're going through as a child or as a teenager like the hormone shifts and stuff was the reason for it but then you get then you're on it and you're like because you don't understand your cycle you don't understand the how vital it is Uh, and then you're like oh this is great you know I can control my cycle and you get addicted to it like and you're like I'm going on holidays so I'll just take an extra but you know all this kind of mental crap that like you don't know how bad it is um so then I came off at about 11 or 12 years later and um, I didn't have it. So I didn't get my cycle back for about six months. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, it, it hadn't come back within six months. So I went back to the doctor and they put me back on it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then I decided I'm not doing it. So I actually just took myself off it and then just, you know, allowed my body to regulate itself. Yeah. Um, and to be honest I still didn't know anything about it you know I it was always oh god here it is you know like it's always a nuisance there was no like understanding the importance of it and honestly I'm 35 next month and I didn't start to understand it probably until properly in the past two three years and that's not even like a deep understanding I'm still like I did menstrual cycle awareness training with Kitty Maguire this year but at that time when I started it we conceived so while I was studying it I couldn't connect to it because I didn't have a menstrual cycle and I felt quite disconnected so I'm going to finish the training next year after the baby's born you know but um with the hormones I'm only I'm only learning now myself yeah yeah you know but I'm delighted because I can teach my daughter it when she's at the age and you know hopefully around that time that it's becomes it's a more thought about thing and talked about yeah like people get to know more about their own hormones and like I just really want to get the message out there about other contraceptive methods like what it does it flatlines your own hormones it's not a real cycle and because it's just such a misunderstood thing you know and Mm. uh, they've been on it for years and are shocked to learn that they haven't had a real period in all of that time. And as you say, you go back to a doctor and you haven't had a period and they go back on the pill again. It's just, it's bizarre. Like, but that it's the the system really. I suppose they're like, they're just like, I remember going to the doctor about a year or two ago, just about a different issue and saying to them, Oh, you know, this is when I was really getting into my Chinese medicine. So it's probably last year. And I was like, oh, like, do you ever, you know, consider Chinese medicine or, you know, and he's like, what the? Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, they're just, you know, gone down one path. They yeah. have, they teach their Western medicine. They learn that. And then that's, I suppose nowadays, maybe, you know, some doctors are starting to open their eyes yeah. to other holistic remedies. But yeah. And like, it's not as a substitute, it's, it's complementary or alongside, you know, normal medicine, yeah. whatever, Western medicine. Um, yeah, like they both have a part. Yeah. Yeah. And um, because like, it's not like I want to get it out there. I'm not against the pill. I think it's a really no, no, no. contraception. It's just, I want, it's, it's supposed to, like, being an advocate for your own health and knowing what it is I think that's important and what the side effects are like the anxiety is such a common thing with the pill and you know 
mm-hmm. a, a person may go to the doctor on the pill with really bad anxiety and then be put on anti-anxiety medication as well do you know it's just while yeah. they understood that like your hormones play a massive part in you, if, whether you're not you have anxiety if you're not making progesterone and um, yeah that's your anti-anxiety hormone it's like nature's valium that's what i consider it too so yeah you know you it's it's quite likely that you may have more anxiety when you're on the pill so yeah we could go off on a yeah time. i know yeah <laughs> but um now that you're all um you know you're moving into a completely new state you're into your into motherhood now and like how, yeah. how far you're in your third trimester anyway aren't you um so we could like we were supposed to get married this year in this month um but with covid and everything we pushed it to christmas next year um but i did a lot of work this year um like mentally um especially moving to Donegal. we moved to Donegal last december then you know i had a month i had about two months of teaching here and then everything hit yeah so with covid so i started to get really into like my cacao drinking i did lots of cacao ceremonies um through the first couple of months of covid um, I was drinking every day. I was doing lots of meditation. I was teaching uh, meditation as well. So I was really deep into it all. Yeah. Um, and kind of cacao is fantastic. Like it's such a, a great um addition to your to your um to your diet if you if you can. You want to talk it. about that a bit and say what's that? Well, I don't know. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm not hugely knowledgeable about, yeah. about it. I always went to cacao ceremonies, but right. I have my cacao here in a jar. And, um, you know, I did the sunrise ceremonies um, where we'd get up, oh God, especially back in the summer, all hours, <laughs> to wow. sit and watch this, the, the sunrise while we were having our cacao. And um, it's it's like a medicinal plant. Like it's not it's not anything like it doesn't um what's the word it doesn't um change your brain your brain yeah like it's it's not like you're taking like yes. you know drugs or lsd yeah. or something that you're away with the fairies but um like it has a lot of magnesium in it, it has iron it has a lot of health benefits to it yeah um depending on where you get it from so you want to get it from a good source not the just the package you buy at the supermarket you know yeah um but I did a lot of work with all of that. And then when we when we decided to to try for a baby because of my age and although I don't feel my age, um, you know, it starts to get a little bit trickier the older you get, you know. So we were like, okay, we'll try for a baby. And I can see we conceived first time. And I honestly believe it's just because of the amount of work I did I was doing a lot of stuff with Jenny Keane I was doing all the cacao stuff I was getting really into my feminine energy um and so but yeah if you want to talk about pregnancy (laughs) do you want me to go down the rabbit hole of go on yeah in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) in the middle of a pandemic well it's been it's it's you know it's been nice because I think that's why a lot of women are falling pregnant this year because everything's just slowed down you know everyone's less stressed um you know although our minds nearly want us to be stressed and it's up to us to to rewire them to to not be stressed because like when you're at home not doing a whole lot that can stress you out as well you know but at least your body is resting yeah um so yeah we conceived first go um 
and about from the fourth the end of the fourth week fifth week it all started to hit me like a ton of bricks um the nausea kicked in now I was never I never like vomited or anything the nausea kicked in couldn't hack the smell of my dog like my dog Coco you know is my best friend and I couldn't even hack the smell of her like smells around the house I couldn't eat a lot of foods it was like (laughs) it was hard and to come from someone who you know you know I'm never sick yeah and then to be bedridden like there was days where I just couldn't get out of bed like your energy is gone and the sad thing about it was I wasn't aware of the impact and I wasn't aware that the amount of sugar I was eating just to give myself a bit of energy and I'm not really a sugar person like I'd have a bit of chocolate and stuff yeah. but um I was like having Lucozade every day just so I could go out for a walk and get fresh air and yeah. But that really messed up my gut, okay. you know. So I started to struggle with um, having UTIs and yeast infections. And no one tells you this stuff. Now, I know maybe I should already know that, like, don't eat that much sugar. But <laughs> I totally understand. Like, I, well, obviously I don't. I've never been pregnant. But at the same time, like, you want to have energy. You need, like, your body's yeah. going for some sugar and you want your you'll do something to help yourself so you'll reach for that like so of course like you'll try yeah and it just it messed up my my gut um so yeah I struggled a lot I'm then once I started to trickle into the second trimester and it's really tough mentally because you're so sick in the first trimester well some people are and then you transition to the second trimester and just this like little point in the middle where you feel better but you've no bump and you're like you know oh, you're like yeah. you're, and you're like and your next scan isn't for a few weeks and you can't really feel baby kick yet because yeah. you know it's too small and there is that point in between first and second trimester I think where um there's a point that you're like stressing out that is everything okay and is the heartbeat okay and what's going yeah. on like I never realized how how um stressful it can be especially if you're a bit of an overthinker like myself (laughs) I can imagine um, crazy stressful like from what you're telling me for you like so yeah I know and like you can't help it because a lot of the pregnancy apps and stuff if you're in any like so like I'm on the what to expect pregnancy app and I'm in my month so March 2021 and obviously the first trimester everyone's talking about miscarriage and yeah. uh you know and and you're reading this stuff and you're and you're overthinking everything and then you're googling things whereas yeah. I should have just not even downloaded them yeah. and just trusted my body because um you know I do trust my body and I've I've a great gut feeling I've great intuition and I should have just gone with that but I I fell into the cycle of reading everyone's stories about all that was going wrong it's natural to do that it's kind of like you want the I don't know the reassurance it's like I don't know what it is yeah you do do that like in in whatever is going on in your life you look yeah other people are going through as a we're all yeah they're kind of thing but yeah it may be as beneficial like as well it can make and then yeah and the like with the mental health side of it it's been a hard transition well I know COVID is a big aspect of it but um, it's been a really hard transition moving from like um, the what, what's called the maiden into the mother role. 
so like coming from you know focusing on my business so much focusing on um you know building up my yoga community here in Donegal and still trying to stay connected with my community in Dublin and um and going from realizing that I have to leave all that aside while I grow this human and birth this human and then try and take care of this human um it's been hard it's yeah. been really hard and you know there are days where you know you're like um it's it's yeah it's it's a, it's it's a hard transition but I get to, again I think it's more the more aware you are yeah. <laughs> of your mental health and the more aware you are of your emotional state and all these different transitions sometimes the harder it can be because you're aware of it yes if that makes sense it does yeah yeah absolutely. you know um, but I'm I I finally got to a point where I just can't wait to be a mother. Um, yeah. everything else can wait. You know, like yoga's not going anywhere. Meditation's here to stay, and everything can wait while I work on birthing this baby into the world. This yeah. strong, independent woman. She's got to know everything about her menstrual cycle. <laughs> her first word would be periods. <laughs> yeah, her first word would be vagina. Don't <laughs> <laughs> okay, to go near your granny or granny. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. But um, yeah. yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I mean, like the, it's the second trimester. Energy has been much better. So I started back doing a little bit of exercise and um, I, I actually hired a girl um to help me because um I, I I'm one I'm the type of person that needs external motivation a lot of the time and I need like that pat on my back yes um when I'm doing a good job I just have that that type of personality trait um so uh, yeah I'm on week three of it and it's grand like it's just a few little exercises but yeah, yeah, yeah I just want to, to make sure I have a strong body for I know yeah pushing a human out of it <laughs> job to do <laughs> I know <laughs> and have you been using yoga as a, a tool or is it a bit more mm -hmm. like have you used that through your pregnancy or was it sometimes you're like no way am I doing yoga today <laughs> well the first trimester I didn't do anything like yeah I, I couldn't I couldn't do anything I couldn't even sit and meditate I, it was mad like my brain I couldn't even read a book like my brain was just like a fog yeah it just it just all shut down on me um but now i'm doing it three times a week with three different teachers so like um which is great um and they're they're fantastic teachers yeah. um so i'm learning a lot and then um my own meditation because um with my own yin practice and then i have my own yin teacher josh summers so um he has a podcast as well so i listen to a lot of his podcasts and um sit down with my I'm I'm more it depends like I can be like today for example I woke up and um I knew I needed movement like sitting still it just wasn't so I was a bit too much in my head and I needed to get out of my head so it's understanding that yeah meditation's great and sitting down in silence is great but some days um you need the opposite yeah um so I don't I don't yoga all day every day I don't exercise all day every day I don't sit in silence all day every day like it's I just see how I'm feeling and try to go with the flow as much as I can you know but yeah um yeah 
It's come back to listening to your body a bit, isn't it? Like, and just trying to get in tune with that and what you need to do for you that day. Some days you'll want to go for a walk or a run and another day you're like, no, I just want to chill out today and that's okay. Like, so it's, it's all about, you know, and it's hard to do. Like, I'm not saying you're going to be able to suddenly like get in tune with your body and know exactly what you need to do. Like you say. Very hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, you've got a good gut feeling and that's such a strong thing to say and be able to have, but like it takes I think practice and time to work on, you know, getting in tune with your, your, your gut feeling and your body and know what it wants from you. Um, I think the only way you can get in tune with your gut is to quieten yourself down. Yeah. Like I, like being yang all the time, being active all the time, you're never going to give yourself time to actually listen inwards. And um, that's why I think yin is great for people because it's still an activity yeah but they get the meditation within the practice whereas sometimes sitting sitting down for 10 30 minutes you know isn't for everyone and especially at the beginning so yoga is a good way but choose the yoga wisely because if you're a person that runs you know and goes to the gym there's no point in going to a strength yoga class you're better off trying to balance all that yang energy by going to like a gentle class or a yin class to balance the yin and yang and then you'll start you'll start to build up your your gut instinct and all these little ideas that come into your head and um yeah that's my advice anyway that's really good I was actually going to ask you like what would your advice be for someone starting yoga so that's kind of summed that up so that's really good (laughs) yeah well I started with Adrian she's great so if you've never done yoga ever in your life you know her January challenge will be coming up I think she's already recorded it so um that's a great place to start so 30 days of yoga with her um and it's all free on YouTube yeah she's just a really cool cool character like I flew to London to take her class um and it was just insane to like see her in the flesh I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) whereas now I Huh? I, I followed her as well like, that's how I got into yoga now I'm not like a yeah. yogi by any means at all but when I do uh, yoga at home I always do her videos and I, what I like about them is they're so short you know they don't have to be really long like sometimes I go to yoga classes and I this is me anyways other people might like this but they're like an hour and a half long and I'm like is this over yet like I just want to go home yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. I just prefer I like a short 30 minute 40 minute max flow like and just kind of do that I, yeah I'm nothing too strenuous um have you done yin yoga yourself yet i've done it like about three times and i really really liked it but like i wouldn't do it by myself i feel i need like a instructor like so I can't yeah. do it right well you are going to come to my yin workshop this sunday yeah. complimentary <laughs> and then we're going to see how you get on <laughs> okay I'll be there that sounds great I need a bit of yin in my life right now <laughs> but now it's two hours oh, but wow. I swear to god it absolutely flies in you won't you won't feel it okay I'm excited <laughs> so then you can give a little review on your podcast of how, how you know longer Longer classes can sometimes be just as beneficial. Yeah, the, younger, <laughs> the longer classes that I have done have always been yang, like proper, like you're moving a lot, like and. I'm just, oh well, then you'd be exhausted from that, I'm, like I'm sometimes. I'm from it, and I'm also like, because I go to like my view of yoga is like obviously it's to move the body, but I do mm-hmm. like breath work and just getting in tune with that and just kind of um. I do it's not really like I obviously it's exercise but I don't really do it for that purpose it's more just to kind of I don't know get in touch with like the breath and just to move yeah 
move yeah the body that wouldn't maybe get moved in other exercises that yeah way. but then when it's going on for an hour and a half I'm just like oh I think I've moved enough now <laughs> yeah whereas the yin is the complete opposite and I think I think you'll find a huge benefit to it because it's it's more focused on being well depends on what teacher you get yeah. but for me it's more focused on the quiet the silence um just being with yourself and we hold poses like really um poses on the ground for like four or five minutes yeah so it's not like you're the only movement you're doing is in and out of shapes um so it's so I'll send you I'll send it on to you and you can uh thank you yeah (laughs) I got I love people I love transitioning people to the yin yoga world and the meditation (laughs) <laughs> no, I do. I I really love to try that, and um, yeah, because again, like that's kind of the purpose I want to get into yoga and keep doing it is to kind of you know get into the more meditative place of it because I yeah the benefits of that, um, and then before I go or we go, I'd like to just get like what would you say to maybe someone who like maybe in their whatever age they are actually doesn't really matter, um who kind of like has a bit of body image issues or is struggling with that right now um just like a bit mm-hmm. like what you went through what would you say to even yourself back then what would you like to have been told gosh <laughs> sorry I'm I know. <laughs> no it's it's not even that it's just you feel when you look back at your younger self and like even obviously now like there's still body issues I think we always yeah. especially with society you know um and what we think we should look like you know you kind of look back and you feel so sad for your younger self like all the years you wasted you know and now in fairness like I love putting on a bit of tan and I love having like makeup on and feeling glam and going out you know but I think to start to love yourself and it took me years to actually you know get to a point of just leaving the house without makeup yeah like I was one of those people that you know, didn't really like my own face. And it took me a long time to to um accept that I am beautiful and um and I honestly think social media quit down social media um like be mindful of who you're following if you're just following like um you know the celebs, you know, it's their job to have to look a certain way um, you know, for the majority of us. Um, we don't need to be doing all that um, but yeah I'd cut down on social media and then what helped me the most and like I know I'm you know promoting um, you know getting help from other people but what helped me the most was getting into a community of women you know and doing work with other women yeah. so like last year I went to um, a workshop and this is where we go a little bit far for your listeners. I don't know, but it was a jade egg workshop. I won't talk about the jade egg, but it was with Jenny Keane as well. So she's okay. fantastic yeah. for all this body positive stuff. Yeah. But like I was in a room and I've always had issues with my boobs. Sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second, but I think go this is it. a really important point, right? I've always had issues with my boobs and I remember going to get a mammogram. Um, was it last year or the year before? I don't know anymore but <laughs> time has just slowed down because of this year um and you know because I felt lumps and stuff and everything was clear 
but I think it was actually more because I had such a disconnect from the area and I was always quite embarrassed and then I went to this workshop and we were all sitting in a circle and we all had our eyes closed but we all took our tops off so like I was there with my boobs out and I was like oh my god like I've never had my boobs out in my life what am I doing and it's to let go of that yeah it's to like let go of it it's like why are we ashamed of our bodies why are we ashamed of like of this and like why do we shame women for you showing their bodies as well um you know it's it's that balance like I remember I'd be really like oh like she has cleavage and you know should you not be hiding that you know that kind of mindset um and it's just connecting with your own body like I'm sitting here touched like you know like it's just connecting with your body and not being not being afraid to touch it and to like one of the things that we did in the workshop was the workshops this year was you know learning a goddess dance and just like dancing in the shower and like Mm -hmm. you know rubbing yourself and feeling your roles you know these are and changing your wording around it so like um rather than it being you know fat that it's voluptuous and it's juicy and you know all this kind of stuff like um but obviously I know health and nutrition and you know there's a reason you know for it all and you know we need to be healthy around um the midsection as well as love it but um yeah I think it's change your wording cut down social media and then get help from other body positive women in the in the social media world or outside of it whatever wherever you are like yeah um and surround yourself with all of that yeah so there was a big long-winded answer for you. <laughs> just, like all i can p- picture is this room with like everyone taking their tops off like. oh yeah we were there like rubbing ourselves at our massage oil and it was good you know what you weren't looking at anyone else no yeah you know your like, eyes were closed there, you'll be like okay there's actually nothing wrong with my boobs now like if you can do it in a room yeah, with other women there's yeah. all different shapes and sizes yeah. we're all different shapes and sizes everything on our body is natural and normal yeah. and it's just a start loving that and accepting that yeah oh I think that's so good I absolutely love that ending because um <laughs> it really embraces like what like we were kind of wanting to talk about was body acceptance and positive body mm-hmm. image and yeah like I just think it's a really powerful uh, message you got out there and I hope people like really took some from something from it and you know listen to what you said there like maybe seek out some you know positive women to to work with mm-hmm. and there's so many people out there as you said um you know jenny keen i think she's fab i'd actually love to have her on at some point oh you should yeah. she's over yeah. in bali now yeah she's, oh, she's, so oh, she's, she's, she's seen all down there she's gas yeah <laughs> and um yeah like and obviously then everything else that you said like just to, to work on that and you know it just takes all different avenues yeah yeah it'll come from all different places and you'll build up this like little toolkit of yes. where where you'll get it from. You'll get it from other people. You'll get it from your own yoga practice. You'll get it from yeah. your own exercise, your your nutrition. Um, it's just one. Um, yeah. So yeah, you'll build up your own like toolkit. Trying to build your happiness from within as well, and not looking for yes external sources and you know affirmations from other people. Like just you don't need other people telling you xyz about yourself to yeah feel good you know you can do that yeah you know um so if i can end on like i'm just like taking over here yeah if i can end on like three tips 
for the for the ladies, right? Yeah. This would be one tip would be the Jenny Keane stuff would be um, you know, what I enjoy the most and it always boosts my self-esteem is doing like a dance in the shower. And just dancing around and you know, massaging yourself and you know, getting in touch with yourself and you know, not being freaked out by your own body. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is number one. Number two is like to drop expectations of other people as well. You know, um, I think we have an expectation that men want to see us a certain way and we should look like these women in the magazines and on these TV shows and drop that, you know, drop your expectations of what you think you should look like or what, you know, um, have confidence in what you have and be confident with it and that'll just ooze out of you. And then number three is to do more yin yoga. <laughs> particularly in okay. yoga i know <laughs> yeah. yeah um amazing well thank you for like ending that for me with three really good points <laughs> you're welcome um well look i'm so happy to have had you on i think that's been such a, a really interesting fun uh, episode and conversation really like i really enjoyed it and Great. again got so much from it myself which i love um but yeah if people want to you know find out more about you or anything where can they do that i'm most active on my instagram yeah. it's I'm, I'm there every day Perfect. um well most days um i don't my i like i have a website but i'm not great with technology i kind of just chat to people through instagram so it's elisa loves yoga it's pretty easy um and yeah i'll pop on again after i have the baby share and we'll have another another chat about postpartum <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can't wait for that it'd be so great to have you on then but um thank you so so much i really enjoyed that and yeah we'll be chatting again soon <laughs> thank you take care